3: And welcome to Podcast Unlocked, Episode Twenty Three. My name is Ryan Clements, and I am joined by some very special guests. I would like to start with our honorary guest from our brethren at One Up, Mr. Jeremy Parrish. Hello, sir. Hola. Hello. Thank you very much for joining us on today's show.
0: Sure. The funny thing is, the game that I uh, I'm here to talk about, I actually played the PS3 version. Am I I still allowed to be on this show?
3: You are absolutely still allowed. Because Arthur has said that they're pretty much the same. (laughs) They're they're the same. So there you go. I pressed X to
0: jump instead of to reload. The load times on the PS3 are a little
2: worse than it is installed on the 360, but uninstalled on the 360 is worse than the PS3.
3: And dear Lord, what is that sultry voice coming into the mic right now? It's our own Arthur Geese. Hello, sir. I'm congested. He's a little congested, but that's okay because he is here with us to talk Deus Ex, along with... Our own Beard-in-Chief, Casey Lynch. What's up? Hey, how's it going, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Your beard is looking particularly spectacular today. <laughs> it's a chin spear. Woo! All right. So, as I said, we are going to be talking I about Deus Ex. Never heard that before. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. We're going to be talking Deus Ex. Uh, just realized that Christine didn't come up into the room. I don't know why. She's, she's going to she's be on... sending this one out. Yeah, oh, she sent a oh. note. She's oh, busy, okay. Guy so... didn't see the note. She
2: doesn't want the Deus Ex spoiled for her.
3: Okay. And that's why I want to tell you guys: don't leave, don't turn off the podcast yet. We will tell you when we are about to enter spoilerville because we're going to do a couple of fun little things first including a little discussion about uh, some giveaways. Does that sound fun, Arthur?
2: Yeah, it does. Is there cake involved?
3: No, no, we didn't have any cake. Did you
2: need
1: cake? I'll down there. Is there <laughs> anti-congestion medicine for Arthur? <laughs>
2: this is me on DayQuil. Just imagine what it's like when, when I'm not. So okay.
3: Let's let's go through a few things first. I do want to remind everyone that uh, we do love getting your feedback and your questions, so make sure to email us. Send email to unlocked at IGN.com uh, including uh, hate mail or love mail. We accept all different kinds of mails. I, and don't, I uh, hate their feedback. so what's much. That? I hate their feedback you more hate than it?
2: anything in the world.
3: Whatever, bro. You're just one voice on this many-voiced podcast. How do you no, feel about a very, that?
0: A very stuffy voice. It's very it is a very voice. stuffy voice.
3: <laughs> and then uh, also, keep in mind that you can uh, follow all of us on Twitter and all that good stuff. I'm Puam Sider. Uh Sider. I couldn't speak there. Sorry, guys. Casey is Lynch Tacular. L Y N C H Tacular. Arthur is A E G I E S. And uh, I, I'm following you, Jeremy. I just forgot what your Twitter name is.
0: I'm GameSpite. It's like GameSpot, but more hateful.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So you Jeremy, Jeremy You there. should definitely follow Jeremy because he predicts earthquakes on Twitter.
0: I did. I predicted last yesterday's earthquake
2: yeah. 12 hours in advance. Really? Jerk. I, I actually thought as it was happening, I'm like, this is Jeremy's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, drew, I drew
0: a line on the map and said the next one's going to be right by San Francisco.
1: Jeremy's wow. actual
3: full name is Jeremy Domas. Whoa, no way, way. It's
0: the, uh, the proper Greek pronunciation.
3: Mm. Well, before we get into Deus Ex, I do want to note that we will absolutely, positively get to our discussion of the top 25 games next week. We're actually going to be... Re- oh, go ahead, Casey. No, I was just
1: going to say, I want to say something about that because we've sort of been building up to it and we've been getting all of your emails, so please keep them coming. Yes. Uh, there's some really good discussion going on and people are making very strong cases for certain games and we really appreciate that and it tells us how much you care. Um but right, there's the just... Auto four has a target on its back. <clears throat> yeah. There's uh there's just been so much going on in the office uh between Gamescom and then obviously we've uh, a lot of us have been playing Deus Ex and we're very excited about it. Just came out on Tuesday, so we just felt like it was appropriate to to sort of talk about that now
3: yeah for sure and also deus x is totally awesome and we're going to get to that mm. um, and then when does the actual top 25 list hit uh the oh that uh, information i do not have off i the think top it's of my two head. weeks from now is so is deus uh, two x, weeks from now
0: is deus x actually eligible for the top twenty-five? oh, oh no, don't Bob. do that jeremy oh, i was just wondering bitch gosh it's actually well it's out now be. yeah
3: that's a very good point God. sorry now my, you guys my, have my something else to talk about here so keep in mind. God remember, you can find that podcast next week. This we is why will we have, should have done this two weeks ago. We will have the <laughs> finale discussion of the top twenty-five games of all time on Xbox uh, Three Hundred and Sixty.
2: This is why it's not safe to do top twenty-five lists toward the end of the year. Because so during when the, summer,
0: when, when the cool comes shit out. comes yeah. out, <laughs> June is the ideal time. Everyone yeah. gets married. Everyone does their
3: top twenty-five. <laughs> <months>. <laughs> yeah. Um, so also, everybody, we have some exciting news. We had we had a giveaway last week where we challenged you guys uh, in order to win a legendary copy of Halo Reach as well as a badass three-four-three t-shirt that yes. w- that was giant. That was I'm pretty sure it was a tarp. fit four to five people inside it. Normal people.
2: It was a three-four-three tarp.
3: It was a tarp, and uh, it could also be used for various um, uh, community building activities well, like I those imagine, big balloons.
0: I imagine yeah. they designed it to go over, uh, like, the Master Chief's armor.
3: Yes. So he, can wear <laughs> he the,
0: the
2: could three wear the be the master chief right. right. up. The Master Chief's nightgown. Now, we, <laughs> we challenged
3: we challenged the Unlocked community <laughs> to take a picture of themselves in a public place doing some sort of uh, Master Chief pose. uh, uh Preferably with props, but props weren't required. And did we yeah, get awesome pictures? We did get several awesome pictures. Now, I would like to think that I, 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 there are two or three that really do they really do shine. And, I mean, I, I, I send my kudos to... I don't have them in front of me right now, but we are going to be posting them in the article. So go to IGen.com, find the Podcast Unlocked article. You will find them there. But I think, that, Assuming the site works. Yes, assuming the site works. Casey, I'm going to assume... I think we discussed uh, that... Probably the winners, uh, the, the contenders, I should say, for this prize are the the guy that just sent in a photo, and he took it inside Walmart. And he's with rolling deep rolling, with some honeys. Rolling seriously deep in honeys. Yep. Also in, in full Master Chief body armor yeah, in not, Walmart. Not just a helmet. like Full, the yep. whole thing.
2: Do we know for sure it's him? Uh, and not that it's just a picture he found on the internet?
3: Mm, good point. I don't know if we haven't find a way to confirm that.
2: <laughs> uh right, well, you can well, actually drag pictures into the Google search bar now and it'll search for other pictures that look like it. Okay, wow. maybe we should wow. maybe we should Which is find
3: amazing. let's let's uh let's let's work on that. We'll find a way. Casey and I will come up with something. We'll do it. Uh, there readers. was also a dude that dressed up in armor and is uh kind of stabbing someone with an energy <coughs> sword outside of uh where were they at a mall? It looked like it was outside, outside of a parking okay. lot or something. Where would you stay? Chain restaurant or something. Probably a parking lot. Anywhere. Yeah, exactly. um, anyway, so thank you so much for sending those photos. Can assuming I, may they're I ask, real. May yes. I
0: ask what percentage of these photos involve teabagging?
3: Uh, actually, none. None. I don't think we got nice. any. No, there are no teabags. So these photos. are real Halo fans. But now that you've brought it up. <laughs> now so it's probably going to come them. pouring in, yeah. and they're all getting <laughs> forwarded to you. Can Sweet. we not talk <laughs> about teabags pouring in, please? All right, <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I didn't. Uh, I didn't think that one through. So, uh, leave it to me. Now I do have an additional giveaway that um, I think I have a cool way that they can enter. Okay, we have a oh. slight, a mildly used, I believe, as Casey put it, a mildly used it's Deus Ex a- arm sleeve. It's gently used. Gently used. It's a badass uh, arm sleeve that will totally make you look like Adam Jensen. Totally. It's an augment sleeve. So it's augment. similar
1: to those sleeves you can put on your arms that look like tattoos. Yes. This one immediately augments your arms and Yeah,
0: the difference is that with this one, the blades come out of your elbows. <laughs> it's it's not like the other sleeves. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: They're totally safe and lethal all at the same time. Oh, man. It actually
0: sh- breaks your hand apart. <laughs> it's actually
1: them. like wearing pantyhose on your arm. So <laughs> sign up now to win. Yep. What is it so, like wearing
3: pantyhose on your arm, Casey? Ask Ryan. Here, here's, nope, don't ask me. <laughs> here's, here's what we're going to do for, for folks that want to write in and try and win this. Here's here's my idea, okay? Go. You write in to unlocked at IGN.com, and you give us your best Adam Jensen one-liner. What do you think? No? Yay? Nay? Because then they, we know that they would come up with it. they just write it out. You don't have to... Have to I'm getting totally I, dead I silence feel like, I feel like you
0: okay. need to record it to I, get the proper Adam Jensen you effect. Need, you need, okay, yeah, they, so need,
3: they need to be able to say...
0: I'm uh, constipated and I'm trying to sound I, like Master Chief. First of oh, all, I really the, want dude, the dude
2: who does the voice for him actually sounds like like that guy, he's not doing like a voice. Not like really. he's just like, he's just like talking a little more seriously, but he that's naturally it. sounds like Clint all, Eastwood.
3: Um, how about some variation of, I never asked for this. <laughs> so they have to, they have to send a little, a quick little audio clip, like a, a uh, wave or an MP3 of, I never asked involving for this.
2: I never asked for this. Yeah. in the Adam Jensen voice. Does in the Adam that work Jensen for you voice. guys?
3: Yes, absolutely. That's how you win. That's also going to be how you get the meta achievement for, uh, for this week. Uh, and it will be 20 points. What do you think? 20 I have, points?
2: Mm, I think it should be worth like 50. It should,
3: it should be worth a little more because right. it involves recording a, okay. a sound. Test. So you get 50 meta achievement points and the you are entered to win. You're not guaranteed to win, but you are entered to win the Deus Ex Augment, augment pardon me, Sleeve. So that'll be pretty cool. Right, guys. Cool. cool. All right, we gotta get the energy up. Let's go. Come on. All right. Hard. So, oh my. <laughs> I don't know so, that
0: having me and Arthur is necessarily the way to get your podcast don't, energized. Don't loop me into this. Oh yeah. Don't bring oh, me God, into this. I've got to stretch, guys. I'm so
3: ready, Drew Perveric, to get hyped. you right? got to keep these guys going. We are because now, now. heckle
2: the shit out of you your. Are we not reading playoffs? any emails? All right. I
3: didn't. I didn't have time to print any out. Oh. <laughs> but Arthur has <laughs> access to no them. So here's the thing, guys. Uh, let me think let me make sure we got to everything yes I'm gonna get the fuck out of here because I don't Whoa. want any of Deus Ex spoiled for me but I want to let these fine gentlemen continue the this conversation
0: just went M-rated
3: yeah well well no. we're, we are English. explicit on iTunes okay. you're allowed to swear we're, yeah,
0: we're yeah. And,
3: Ar- and Arthur has totally sworn many times before right buddy Today. shocked
2: i'm sure <laughs>
3: uh, so now is the point where if you want to keep an absolutely clandestine prist- is clandestine that's not the word pristine i'll use pristine instead I've, that's that better if you want a pristine experience with deus ex i would highly recommend stopping the podcast but don't delete it just listen to it later when you're done beating it it's funny, However, i just opened up this mail and i just found a deus ex question that's it. all right but i do want to note that i think that the goal is to not severely spoil the game, correct? Right. Yeah, right. So I mean, essentially, Jeremy hasn't finished yet. Yeah.
0: yeah so basically, don't uh, repeat what was in that email that Square Enix PR sent to us to say. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So Here's
0: what you can't talk about. Spoilers. The final boss is.
1: Right. <laughs> Thanks. Essentially, essentially, Thanks. what we're going to be talking about is um, stuff that we've already covered on both IGN and One Up, which is essentially the part of the game at the beginning
3: that goes through um, to when you leave Detroit. So. so that'll be but i i, I want to keep myself kind of pristine here i also want to leave these guys at it because i have played the least amount of the uh, game is of set of in detroit spoiler no! no anyway so enjoy the show guys thank you very much for uh, joining me i'm going to be back next week and the week after for more podcasts unlocked we love you ryan continue all right so are you gonna read that email arthur i have two all right um, let's
1: go email one wait wait till ryan leaves well this one's this
2: one's (laughs) gameplay related not story related all right uh hey locksmiths this is from matt having played the original deus ex on the pc i'm torn between getting it on the pc or the xbox 360 does it play just as well with the 360 controller or should i keep to the old keyboard and mouse ways from matt and Leeds. uh have you guys played on pc i have
0: i have not
2: um i i played all three um the, it controls fine with the keyboard and mouse, although there's some weird mouse input issues. But I,
1: yeah, I don't like, um, it needed some jiggering when I first it's, jumped It's a little into
2: squirrely. It. Also, if you move diagonally, like if you hold down forward and in, in one of the directions, you move way
1: faster than well, you and then also move in any direction. Your, your steps feel way more amplified and bouncy than yeah. they do in the console version for some reason.
2: I really? That's,
0: that's surprising. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's.
2: It feels a little bit like it was designed for a controller and ported over.
0: Well I mean the uh there's no toggle button for running and walking I mean it's analog input in yeah. the uh the console version. Yeah. So how do they do that with WASD? I think
2: if you hold down shift you run. Okay. So you well, don't you Oh, don't you like... mean between sprinting, running and walking?
0: No, I mean no, there's a there's a there's a button to sprint, but yeah. I mean just like creeping forward yeah, just and tap, actually tap, walking.
2: Happity is your only... Yeah, so it was designed for a controller. Yeah. Um, But if you... I mean, the the interface on the PC version is designed around the the mouse and keyboard, unless you plug in a 360 controller, in which case it detects it, asks if you want to change it, and the interface changes, actually, to the console version of the game.
1: Right. And you can remap some of the inputs on the PC. At default, you have to hit E for anything that you're interacting with. Which is pretty standard. Yeah, I know, but I just the way that I, um, I played it first on ps3 and um what seemed to feel more natural like for instance when i was going to pick something up or hack a computer or even you know press the button in the elevator since my pointer was right on it and i you know with my right hand on my mouse i just wanted to click and it kept asking me to hit e and i thought oh. so but um, you can remap all that stuff i was looking at the Neo-Gaff thread
2: for human <laughs> revolution and someone wrote about how they were playing it on pc and they uh, they were in a room full of hostages, and they reached over to hit H to put their weapon away, and accidentally hit G and threw a grenade into the room. That's fine. So, that so yeah, fun. So, so yeah, there there might be some uh, some some issues there. But if you have a 360 controller and a good PC, that will be the best looking version of the game, assuming that it runs. Um, I've seen some some people with some issues with the PC version, like it won't load past like the first game. Stop
0: scene. taking out the codes. Oh well,
3: there oh, no. That's totally a separate. totally oh, different. Oh, that's of not words. a problem with the game, right? No, no, sorry, no that's, that's a problem retailer. with
2: with capitalism. Um, Correct. But things like the the game won't load past the initial cutscene if you have screen uh, SSAO turned on or DirectX 11
1: enabled. Well, yeah, I was going to mention that. I mean, you're a little uh, bit more tech minded than me. Um, talk about how the DirectX 11, the Direct 11, or it's Direct X 11, how yeah. it plays into why that's happening to some people. I don't know why it's happening to some people. I know it
2: annoys some people because those add new features. Um, like, there's tessellation on the character models, um, which basically just makes everything look ra- rounder, like, softer. It takes some character models up from, like, 7,000 polygons to, like, 60,000. So the character silhouettes and stuff like that are much smoother. But, uh, but honestly, like, the 316 PC versions look very comparable to the PC version. There's not really... There's no serious difference other than performance yeah
0: I, w- I would assume that the frame rate's a lot smoother on a good yeah PC. but it i like it's not terrible on ps3 but it could
2: use it gets choppy ult. every now and again uh and same thing on 360 on the pc it runs really well on a variety of hardware but for me like 60 frames a second that game looks kind of weird like it just puppets mm. and less so at 30 frames a second but from a play perspective it controls
1: more smoothly on pc because of the frame rate i found the frame rate very stable on uh ps3 that's what i actually played through and finished the game on although i have played it on 360 and pc um th- there, was there weird...
2: were so weird there
0: were a few times when it got a little wonky the, the
1: frame rate yeah. whenever the helicopter takes off yeah the frame rate gets yeah
0: awful but
1: yeah and th- that's such a weird thing it's such a uh throwback to mass effect the way that, that just she uh what's her name um, uh, Malik Malik, yes So she just sort of pops up um, Anytime you're done with uh, an area and, um, and Ready then, to go? Yep Yes, no, maybe <laughs> um,
2: Yeah, there's,
0: there's even one point uh, Maybe, is this a spoiler? Where you're supposed to meet her for a possible side quest And you're supposed to meet her in the street And you go to the point and she's not actually there And then it goes to a cutscene and she shows up Yeah like, Yeah yeah, so she doesn't... I, I'm pretty she's convinced like she's the, actually not in the game. She just right. exists she's, in these... She's a ghost in Adam Jensen's mind. He's insane. Exactly. No, she's definitely in the game.
1: No, I, know. I it, you know. Trust me, I know. Um, <sighs> but uh, so it's either that or um, you meet her when she's leaning up against the helicopter or whatever. The, I don't even know what that's called. It's it's like a jet copter, yeah. I think. Um, a transport or something. But yeah, so... That that scene happens over and over in the game, where she's just standing on random Ready helipad. I mean, it's
2: sort of like the game's vocabulary telling you, "Well, this is this is the end of the mission. So either you go back yeah. and fuck around if that's what you want to do, or you leave."
1: So let's talk about that a little bit because so the game is put together in um, in a in a very sort of linear, non-linear fashion, meaning you can. You just can, blew my mind right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but so it has structured nonlinearity. Exactly, meaning you can do things in the game
2: or out sequential, of order, sequential directed
0: non-linearity. nonlinearity. Maybe I guess so.
2: Yeah, sequential probably works better actually. Yeah, that works. Right, fine. You can have your sequential. And you
1: yeah. <laughs> so, so it, it it creates an atmosphere almost pretends to be somewhat of. Uh, close to something like a sandbox game, a little bit. But then there's specific moments when you cannot um, do certain things. Like, for instance, as you get to a certain point um, and you've completed part of that linear part of it, uh, it asks you if you want to progress, <clears throat> if if you're done with whatever else you were working on and you have to make that decision, okay, wait, right. do I want to move forward with what is essentially the the main mission of the game? Um, and that linear portion, or do I want to say no and leave Malik or whatever name is standing on the helipad and go back and finish my side quest or whatever it is?
0: It's it's pretty standard RPG design. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of games, even like Final Fantasy VI, uh, has like set story moments, and then within the kind of general structure of, of those story moments, you have the freedom to go about... Different objectives in a different order. And, I mean, uh, you know, like the Mass Effect games do that too. And For uh, sure, but
2: Scooter at one up actually referred to these side things as dungeons.
0: Okay. No, no. He, or um, like the, no, the the separate things, like yeah, you go like to uh, as the, dungeons. outside the hub, right? Uh, the 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 game hubs, like the individual areas where basically you go and you're kind of constrained to that area until yeah. you finish it. Yeah. yeah. He he calls those dungeons, and
2: it, it's a remarkably apt <laughs> sort of description of them for all intents and purposes
0: yeah i would i would like to be angry and say that's too reductive but no it's, it's no
2: there's true. loot and enemies and a boss yep mm-hmm. so and they're definitely dungeons and that's Sadly all a
1: boss yeah yeah the bosses well we'll get to that in a second so for me with the the mission structure i i was left feeling a little bit like it would have been nice to say for instance when i left detroit initially because um, you come back to detroit um to have been able to pursue some of those side quests then um mm. And that would have been an interesting option to ha- have left those open if for whatever reason I wanted to just run through the game and see, Maybe. you know, what the story had to say. But then if I wanted to pursue those side quests... and it,
2: um, Well, it makes you wonder if it's like a technical issue because there are new missions available when you come back.
0: Right. Right. Um, yeah, but... Some of the some of the side quests you get are not super time sensitive. Some of them, I mean, they they kind of make it a point. Well, of like, especially considering time sensitivity, but for but sure. some of them, you know, you could you know, like there's a case that you can explore that's been open for six months. Another day isn't going to hurt anything. And it considers
2: <laughs> that that most of the game takes place over the course of a night. Right. So, so a very
0: long night for yeah. me. Yeah.
2: It's like 24. It's just like yeah. a season to 24, except it took 45 hours for me to finish.
1: So that that was something that that struck me that I thought. Um, when I was posed for the first time with that question, like, are you ready to leave? I thought, oh man, I've got all this am other stuff. Am I ready to leave? Yeah, am I? I don't know. Um, and, it, you know, honestly, I wasn't. But at that point, I really wanted to continue with um, what is sort of the main mission. So I did. I just thought, uh, fuck it. I'm I'm just going to leave that psych was hanging. It was the the prostitute one. So. Okay.
2: So since this is, this isn't all the previews and we talked about it uh, a million times, question so before you go to rescue the hostages on the first sort of the tutorial mission for augments and like your character after he gets robocopped right um did you guys screw around in serif industries before you went to the mission
0: um the first time i played it i didn't know about the uh the outcome of that and how that affected Uh things so i kind of Poked around until they said you really need to get going. So then I said, "All right, fine. So it didn't so get I to the point on. where he said things just got no, worse. but Scooter did. Scooter, okay. Scooter, even though he's like his approach to playing is just get through and kill everything in the yeah. way. For some reason, he decided to just muck around and. it's a Deus Ex game, and, and right. it's
2: kind of exciting. Like the first time you go into that first level, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I can totally do what I did in Deus Ex in this entire. I can go to the women's bathroom." <laughs> Um, and kick down
1: stalls and never find anybody in the toilet
2: no there's definitely women in the women's bathroom in surf Industries oh yeah oh yeah they're, they're the only on the, toilet the only bathroom doors you can't open and you hear voices discussing if you
1: jump up on the sink and look there are women in, in the stalls are
0: you serious yes
1: oh my gosh that disproves my theory then wow I'm going to have to go back and find that then.
0: Did do you? They, do they get upset with you for peeking over the edge?
1: I don't
2: know, but Pritchard will tell you not to go in the women's bathroom if you go in the women's bathroom. Which just really makes you want to do it all the more. Right, oh, well, for sure. And it's totally just a throwback to the first Deus Ex game where they'll get mad at you if you go in the women's bathroom. Um, which is did you? And awesome.
1: Casey, no, did you I, fuck around? I did. Well, yeah, actually, but I didn't get to the point that um, you're describing because from the outset. Um, Arthur decided to play the game um, as a total pacifist, and I don't know if you want to elaborate the, on that now. But I didn't um, want to kill nobody. <clears> so because except of Jim that, except I did. Except I did. Right. So because of that, I thought God, it might be interesting um, to play through the game the exact opposite as a totally aggressive version of Adam. What Jensen. did you specifically refer to it as? Kind of the honey badger play style. Like, right. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, meaning, so so the game itself sort of, uh, it crafts situations that tell you, um, not through anything obvious. Um, it's all sort of just cues that you see where there's guards or there's barricades or you can't get past a certain point, mm-hmm. And that's the game telling you, oh, go around the corner, look for a ladder, look for a duct, whatever it might be. It's
2: good at sort of establishing without
1: spelling it out for you. Right. So in those situations, instead of looking for ducts and ladders, I just started throwing grenades. So all of that said... Was it a ladder grenade? uh, No, no. I I don't believe there are any ladder grenades in the game. Um, Because it's not Inspector Gadget, the game. Exactly. So all of that said, to your point um, or your question, I just kind of... Ran through um, at the beginning, so you just took control of the helicopter from Farida, <laughs> and flew there. I yourself. did. God damn it! I'm just gonna go find the the answer <clears throat> so, right yeah, now. So, so the, the but reason you, I ask, is, you found something completely separate.
2: Well, no, I didn't. I didn't actually let this happen. Uh, Scooter did, which is that if you fuck around too much at Seraph before you go to the the manufacturing plant, then the hostages that you can find there will die. Like the bomb that you can find there, like that you can actually accidentally trigger and kill them anyway, will go off. Right. Um, And if you fuck around in that warehouse too long, then the bomb will go off.
0: Oh, will it? I didn't know about that. Um,
2: You can watch them. It's also
0: entirely possible to completely miss the room, the alcove out of the way where they are. Well, the first time I played it in, in the demo, I had no idea where the hostages were. And at the end, uh, Like, the one lady survived, and she was really upset with me for not rescuing everyone. I was like, I I didn't see him And then if you
2: get to the end, and you don't save her, but you did save her husband, he's out there, and he wants to know what happened, and you get to tell him that his
1: wife was killed.
0: Yeah, sorry, I let her die.
1: Now, I shot both the <laughs> lady and the dude. Because the honey badger doesn't give a get... oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I find it really interesting to look at uh, <clears throat> like the animated gifs that people have put together of, of the game of just Adam Jensen being a dick. Because they do things that I would never think to do in a video game.
2: Like the, uh, like the Undertaker choke slam of a woman in a building? Well, yeah, no, specifically
0: that... punching Megan's mom. Oh, like, God. that's like punching Dame Judy Dinch. Like, and then there who are, would do that? There
2: are other moments She's where such they a do... She's sweet old lady. ...exactly what you'd think about doing, which is, like, to just shatter
1: the jaw of that
0: breakdown. Oh, yeah, turbine. that breakdown. Oh. I deserved yes. It.
1: I typhooned his ass.
2: Yeah, I was wow. going to say,
0: you could probably kill everyone there with a typhoon, <laughs> wow. or I was going to say a grenade, but, yeah, the typhoon would work. I guess, what, I yeah, really, if, what I really if, wanted what to do When you absolutely
2: have to kill every mother in the room, except no substitutes. That's right. I really just wanted to kill the radio. That music was just oh yeah that is pretty bad that's the only bad music in the game
1: yeah
0: i didn't mind that radio so much as the the talk radios that loop every time like if you step out of range they start their broadcast over again now listen to me followers i'm broadcasting from a cave and i think that's when you know you've been in one
2: area too long
0: no if you if you are in an apartment and you step out of range of the radio and then step back in it starts over whose apartment
2: are you in jeremy
0: uh, everyone's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, everyone's apartment.
2: I hate that this apartment I broke into has the same talk radio show playing over why, and why over again. Why do people
0: leave their their radios playing while they're out? You know, killing prostitutes or maybe whatever they want their doing. cat
2: not to feel lonely. They don't have cats. How do you know? I didn't I
1: come didn't across see any any animals. Any animals? In How the many game? beds no did you look under? I looked under a, uh, lots uh, of every beds. Every bed. Yeah. Credits, oh, man. You're way more you pick up. Than you I pick
0: am. up the bed. Well, you know, you can't actually do that. Now let's. But uh I I did see one kid. The silhouette of a child in, uh, in uh, actually two kids playing like Game Boy or something in uh, the the cubicle or the cube apartment or what are they the, the oh like yeah the cube hotels uh, you can see like silhouettes oh yeah of people.
1: yeah it's in the. Well, was it a kid in the in the there lobby were... of your apartment? There's a dude playing. Uh, oh, well, you some... see that no, all no, the time. No.
0: Yeah, there's there's people playing like. You but know, in Hengshaw. Yeah, it, there's yeah, in like the, in the, the Love in like...
1: Hotel kind of or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's like the cheap residences. Like there's a silhouette of two kids in a cubicle playing Game Boy. Oh, against that's right. Each other. That's right. Yeah. Those are like the only kids in the game. It's kind of a Grand Theft Auto. Sort there of is a hot chick the, behind the... one of those
1: windows.
2: too. <laughs> there is. But
0: you know what? You tell yourself If you yourself get the that. if you get the see behind walls uh, ability. There's
2: actually just nothing.
0: Those are just silhouettes. They cut out paper silhouettes and put them in the cubicle to make it look like someone was in there, but there's not actually. Anyone I see in there. through your magic trick. Because I there is Montreal, there is a person. There is tricksters. a person in one of the cubicles, and you can see him with the see through walls way before you can ever interact with him in the game. Oh,
2: because you right.
0: Like he he's in that cube, and you see him if you if you see through walls. But everyone else just fake. And the only it's reason you know that is
2: because before you did any objective stuff in Hangshaw, you just fucked off and sure did whatever did. you wanted. I sure did, which is cool. I mean, the fact that you can do that
0: i never had to make the choice of should i discontinue my side quest now because i had taken care of side quests before i left an area
2: then that's like totally my thing in games like this which Mm -hmm. is sort of what i did in oblivion and fallout and stuff like that it's like oh the objective markers over this well i'm gonna go over here which is not in that direction yeah, at all. Yeah, the
0: only game that I haven't been able to do that in is Dragon Quest Nine because it has so many side quests and they're so expansive that it broke me. I was just like, I I gotta finish the story at this point.
1: See, I think that's why I felt that when I came into those situations where it asked me if I was ready to leave because I was just playing through because I my Adam Jensen, you know, didn't Doesn't really care true. about, yeah, well, honey like, badger. side quests right. and, like, I don't need to care. I don't need to help Megan's mom figure cares. out how she died and what the autopsy report Their was. There achievements Pro- for it. Well, yeah, but Honey Badge doesn't give a fuck
2: about achievements. Also, you were on the PS3 and you don't like trophies. About
1: trophies either. Yeah, fuck trophies. So, but then me coming out of character when I'm faced with that situation, I'm like, oh man, I'm totally just saying no to all this stuff. But so. I, I'll just say this. I mean, having
2: basically put about 60 hours in Deus Ex over the last week and a half, I totally over the weekend went back and started the game again. Yeah, and I'm was... playing through again on yeah. the hardest difficulty and trying to actually get the pacifist achievement this time. If yeah. I
0: weren't going to be out of town for uh, yeah. all but like 3 of the next f- 30 or 40 days, I would I would be playing some more Yeah, RTX. this is
2: another game like big summer game to come out the same week as Pax. Like there's PAX, a history of that for like the TGS, last 4 years and then a bunch of stuff
0: in between. Like,
2: the first BioShock came out right before Pax did a couple mm-hmm. of years or 4 years ago like Batman Arkham Asylum came out right before Pax. There's this and then I think there's one other one that I'm not thinking of. Uh like I think Metroid Prime or something. Metroid that came Prime out. Yeah, me. right. Yeah. yeah, it did actually. That was the same time as BioShock,
1: I think. Mm-hmm. Um What the hell? Well, I mean there's not many big games that come out <laughs> in the summer. So it's a it's a good time um for games. I mean, Deus Ex came out on Tuesday with no, no real competition. competition at all. And hopefully I mean people
2: will still buy
1: it. I just worry because last
2: year it was Kane Lynch that came out in August and nobody bought it. Granted, a lot, it it Kane Lynch two didn't review nearly as well as Deus ex is reviewing. Cause I mean, I gave it a nine, um, but I was not the only sex, not Kane Lynch. Oh, I gave Kane and Lynch a seven or seven, five, I think. Um, which is a very qualified 7 or 7.5. Anyway, um, but Deus Ex is reviewing pretty well. It is, yeah, um, Shy of the random sites that are giving it like 7s or 7.5s, which I don't quite understand. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's there's the occasional site that wants to make its name or just like objects to the general style of play or says, this isn't nearly as open and free as it could be, rather than saying, look at what it actually achieves.
2: No, multiplayer. How oh, dare God. they? How dare <laughs> they? The first Deus Ex game had multiplayer. Just saying. Did it? It did. Don't no play it, but it did. Exactly.
0: If I want Deus Ex multiplayer. I'll just play Project Snowblind. Oh
2: god. I I've actually enough. played that game. Yeah. Um. Well, so I, I know
0: someone who worked on it. He's a nice guy. I'm sure it's a good game.
2: The thing to me, and I don't see a lot of people picking up on this, but this uh, Human Revolution in a lot of ways feels much more of a response to Invisible War than to the original Deus Ex. Um, it feels like it's addressing the complaints that people had with that sequel as opposed to the things that they want, they originally like loved in the first of Ex game. Does that register kind at all? Kind
0: of. I mean, this is kind of one of those like, if you look back at, you know, the olden days, the Nintendo Entertainment System days, where you'd get like a good game and then the sequel would be some weird, bizarre offshoot like Zelda 2 or something. Or Castlevania 2. Then, the <laughs> then the third game would be like, uh, let's recalibrate uh, and go yeah. back to what that first game was and kind of start over and, and let's go from here. So I, I feel like, yeah, this is kind of them. Um, like but, Well, for one thing, it's a new team altogether. It's it, it's a completely new creative staff kind of coming in and inheriting the series that has a really <laughs> beloved game and a really despised sequel and saying, you know, let's, uh, let's get back to what people liked about this and see if we can even do that.
2: Yeah, and I mean, maybe I'm weird, but I actually liked all those off- Nintendo sequels, like a yeah. lot. Most um, of
0: them.
1: And we're going to turn this into retronauts.
0: Um, yes. Well, no, I mean, <clears> to, my to your point,
1: I think that um, the sort of the original Deus Ex Purists loved the really deep skill system and the RPG. Right. Uh, Gameplay, and then uh, you know there was such a huge stark difference between that and Invisible War. Um, It it brings to mind sort of the comparison between Mass Effect and Mass Effect Two. Like there were there were, or even Dragon Age um, and Dragon Age Two. There are people who just swear by Mass Effect and Dragon Age, and then they feel like the sequels uh, were sort of meant to address some of the concerns um, to, I don't know if the word is to casualize it or to uh, just make it... Streamline. Yeah. And so I feel like, to your point, um, Human Revolution does feel like it sort of took some cues from Invisible War, um, but I think just did it better. Um because there' there's right. definitely a deep um RPG system, but it's super simple and it's it's very at a glance I mean you're... I
2: mean so many of the augments are like passive augments right um, like they're just always active or they're useful in certain situations and
0: but but what I find with um the augments in this game is that um they're useful, like yes. all of them have a purpose, and uh I, I I don't know like I feel like I had to actually kind of determine how my my character was built for most of the game until you know you you get toward the end and you have more practice praxis available but i feel like it's not one of those games where you have this massive skill tree system and you invest in some things and then you're like why did i do that that was completely pointless because everything you invest in has a purpose i mean you know you have to adjust your character to your play style obviously but as long as you do that then you know, it, it really works out.
2: Yeah, I just don't feel like it's quite the uh, the true successor in some ways, or, like, the true, like, the spiritual follow-up to Deus Ex. Just spiritual, because of, uh What do you call it if it's before? It's not the... Is it the predecessor? Spiritual predecessor. <laughs> um, that's essentially what it is. Like, what would Demon Souls be to Dark Souls? I don't know. I haven't really played... That's all. I always just hear spiritual success right yeah, here. Yeah, no. Like, but um, I mean, the,
1: I'm, it just it's flipped because Human Revolution is a sequel. Right. But like, so
2: something like Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines is much more like the original Deus Ex in that it had like crazy skill trees in different directions, and you had a bunch of different ability scores. And
1: see, that's the thing. Like with this setup, I feel like they've achieved something that has significant depth to it, and there's very and cho- there's very choice and consequence oriented. Right. It's really um, decisions that have to be made.
0: Yeah, and yeah, i think it i think it strikes a good balance between comprehensive depth and uh pure simplicity yeah. like you know you you go from mass effect to mass effect two and i feel like mass effect two there's very little choice in how you build your character out once you pick your class or but, even um even with- at the same time mass effect the original like a lot of the skills that you invested in you're kind of like What's that? What's that for? Why did I do that?
1: Right, and you don't have the immediate payoff. Like when you upgrade your what's the the Icarus landing system? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you, <laughs> you mean know the badass that, parachute? Yeah, you know that you have suddenly come into a new um, augment because <laughs> yeah, because you go from
2: glass ankles to fucking steel shins. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I well, I realized that I needed to do that when just randomly I was in. Um, uh, serif headquarters and i jumped off of like i jumped down <laughs> one floor because i didn't want and to take died. the escalator and You're, i died oh. i'm like god well,
0: i'm a cyborg and why he did dies I like such a
1: wuss like
2: and he just like oh. falls over he has
0: augmented and... arms not legs i'm sorry i know no so. he has
2: augmented legs too. Well, they but, took you, everything
1: he? but you have to upgrade them though oh yeah for, when you start your legs are not really they're at zero. So if you go into the first, I think if you go into the to Detroit benefit, Limb yeah.
2: Clinic, um, if you go into the labs beyond the the initial checkout stand where you buy your Praxis, um, there's a uh, a report on you in the the lab with an open door, and you look, and it says that like you were originally like your right arm was totally destroyed and like your lungs, but at the behest of Seraph, like and because of what was in your employment contract, they replaced both arms ah, and both legs.
0: Just like Robocop. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> and they hey, actually quote Robocop the in the Yeah, there's a great Yeah, they well they quote Robocop in the intro movie, I think. They're like I need that right arm prosthesis. Uh we actually uh
1: are gonna need to wrap it up.
2: Are because we running out of time running, here? Well, we're, I was
0: just trying to see what time it is. We're pretty much out of time, are unfortunately. We? Yeah, we it's, it's awesome. almost see, noon. I mean,
1: there's so much to talk about, and we haven't even really I know. talked much. About. Now, I gr- mean, granted, we started uh, late, so we, yeah, we started at about twenty after. So,
2: um, I mean, what's your biggest takeaway from Deus Ex, Casey?
1: Um, the feel that I have, the feeling that I have when I am in the game. Uh, is one that I love and one that I feel like I want to go back to. I find myself uh, working or talking about another game or whatever it might be, and I have this little... uh this feeling of like, oh man, I just, I want to be in that world. I, the music, the look of it. I know coming into the game, um, you know, we made a little light of, well, everything's gold. But I mean, there's something to to be said for the, the treatment of, um, or the presentation, rather, mm-hmm. of that world. Everything's sort of saturated in this, this nighttime feel. It's and very unified. right? Yeah. And,
0: very. It, yeah, it creates a consistent art style, which, which does a lot to, I think, develop a style and a feel for a game. It's something that, A lot of game designers, I don't think necessarily understand. I'm I'm glad that they did pick up on that because even if you don't have the best looking graphics, which this game doesn't, like you can kind of fake it. There's almost like this
2: sort of auteur quality behind a lot of it that it feels like there was a very singular or very clearly established sort of directorial vision right. behind it
0: and the game does kind of sometimes break that illusion like there was one time I was uh talking to these uh, NPCs and like went up to their group and interrupted a conversation and, and somehow whatever I did caused all the people in the group to start doing their nervous twitch animations oh, perfectly in sync so oh. they were like it was like synchronized twitching like doing the little hand nice. gestures and stuff nice. and they were all like doing the exact same animations it's like, yeah there, come on that's there's terrible
1: yeah there's there's but, uh there's moments know. when it when it breaks for sure um and you know the graphics are very mixed the i found some graphics um or some moments in the game just were stand out much more beautiful than others and especially when you when you get into some of the ai like pritchard is super annoying and his, the way that they sort of present him is mm. just he looks so plastic and mm-hmm. I don't know. But then some of the other models, I think, look fantastic. Well,
0: I don't think the characters look that good, but the world, I I think, you know, even if it's not super detailed or super realistic, um, there's a lot of variety, and it does a really good job of building a convincing atmosphere. I mean, yeah. when I'm in Hengsha, like, it really feels like being on kind of a side street in an Asian city. I maybe mean, I've never been to Shanghai, but, uh, like, it's very reminiscent of being in some of the shopping areas and residential areas of Tokyo. Like, it really they really get just the atmosphere more so than any other game I've ever played, like even more so than Yakuza. Uh, it, wow. It's it's really impressive. Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, as I was playing in, in the Hengsha areas, like it really felt to me like kind of what I had envisioned when I read uh, Neuromancer and like what Neo Kobe must've been like, like to me, it really captures that kind of classic cyberpunk essence really, mm-hmm. really effectively. And that's something that, uh, like, the only other game I've ever seen that really does that is Shadowrun. You know, the older ones, and those were a different kind of game. They were top-down, sprite-based RPGs. And does, this is actually more immersive. It
2: does really nail a Neuromancer vibe in a lot of ways. Like, much more than anything else I can ever I mean, yeah,
0: Adam Jensen is basically, like, Case and Sally put together. Yeah,
2: yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you should go read Neuromancer. Go read frickin' Neuromancer. It it's is, only been
0: around for, like, 30 years It's now. one of the
2: fastest reads you'll ever have, too. Um, William Gibson. Yes. Uh, what's your sort of takeaway from Deus Ex? Generally?
0: I mean, this is—I was—I was—I had kind of high hopes for this game after seeing some demos and not going in as a Deus Ex fan, just someone who likes kind of freeform RPGs and mm-hmm. first-person shooters, and it's exactly the kind of game I want to play. Like, it is. kind of game i really really love where it has a lot of openness it has a good uh play feel like the first person shooting and the sneaking and everything don't feel janky yeah they they work i mean i
2: guess one of the main guys who worked on it worked on rainbow six vegas there you go which is why the cover system is rainbow six vegas (laughs) right
0: but um yeah the, the thing i hate most about current gen games is the constant sensation that the developer's hand is in the small of your back pushing you forward whether you're ready to go forward or not this game doesn't have that. This game lets me take everything at my own pace. And I'm ridiculously meticulous when I play games and I just like poking around in little corners and seeing what's there. And this game actually rewards me for it. Like if I pick up a dumpster and move it, uh, there's some credit chips underneath it. If I go into a duct, I get, you know, experience points for it, or I find <coughs> praxis points by punching through a wall or, or, you know, there's, there's always something to find there. Even if it's just information about, you know, backstory about the game, and you have so it's much there. left to go. Oh yeah, yeah. I, like, I know I, there's still a lot of the game left. I've put probably 20 25 hours yeah, into it. Yeah. You have but, a lot left to go. But uh yeah, the way I'm playing, I'm I'm savoring it. Uh and now I'm I you know, there's a lot to savor and I'm I really am enjoying it.
2: What about you, Arthur? I mean, I just wrote IGN's review. Um I gave it a 9. I think that it's it's a really amazing game. Like I do, I do. Um and I, I mean, I spent a ton of time getting through it and I spent a ton of time writing the review and I still start, started the game over like to, to get the things that I didn't get to try to get that pacifist achievement. And, and this is one of the games where the achievements are actually like a good way of sort of like telling you the things that are possible. Right. Um, And the things that I just had no idea, like moments that come later in the game that just made me so angry that that happened. Like I found out that they don't have to happen. So I, I want to get far enough in the game to make that happen, like to, to fix that mistake. And, and I mean, then that goes for a lot, even when I think that the ending just feels sort of tacked on. Um, Like you can make one of four different choices at the end, but you can choose all of them, like from a quick save and none of them feel that different from each other. Like in its ultimate denouement, like it just, and and the evaporation of that illusion of choice during boss fights, you know. I mean I talked yeah, about it. Yeah, that's bit during that's the interview. biggest
0: disappointment in the game for me is just how unimaginative right. design are. And it's not
2: like they're difficult. I, I didn't have trouble with them much, except for one in particular that I don't want to talk about, but you definitely there's a moment of comeuppance that you get as a player. Like, if you are the guy that plays like an asshole the entire game, like you inflict your augmented self on everyone else in the game, there is a moment where your chickens come home to roost. Um, Yes, there is. But other than that, I just, yeah, I thought they were just way, way unimaginative, to, uh, to quote Jeremy, like for the kind of game that it was in.
0: Yeah, and for a game that gives off such a Metal Gear vibe, and the Metal Gear series has always had really brilliant boss designs, like especially right. Metal Gear Solid Three, just and making some me of kill the them best ever. Just not and, acceptable. Yeah, there's there's only one path through the bosses here. Your choice is: do I shoot them, or do I shoot the explosive barrel next to them? That's not interesting.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting. Arthur, you and I were talking about this um, while we were playing through <clears throat> the game so often doesn't feel like a game um it it creates this experience that is very different than a lot of games that we've played it's really good at suspension disbelief absolutely so that completely shattered during these boss fights and you're immediately brought back into this oh i need to figure out what their weakness is and i need to do this one thing three times like any other and boss fight in any other game and that
2: also they will totally ace you And the load times no matter what version of mm-hmm. this game you're playing suck yeah like even the PC version,
1: load Times suck. So on one hand, I feel like uh, I was super disappointed by the boss fights, but on the other hand, I felt like that highlighted the quality of the yeah. rest of the game. Like I mean, it, I think they stood out um, so starkly by comparison right. because were the pedestrian. rest of the game was yeah, they were they, they felt- were they were the, like they existed, <laughs> and like
2: for everything else in the game to work so well, like for it as an experience to work so well. Only makes those things that are otherwise, you know, they're fine. They were they were unnecessary.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw a blog. I don't even remember where it was, but basically, someone went through all the reviews and pulled out the fact that every single review of this game has said yeah. the bosses suck. And their their point was, hey, people notice stuff like this. Like yes. they notice the game is great, and they notice that there's a part <laughs> especially that's just in, there because you stuck it there because you felt like you had to. any
2: other game, it might have meant less. But the thoughtfulness apparent mm-hmm. everywhere in this game is so is so in your face all the time like just how
1: considered it is that for those things to pop up it just feels it's jarring it's Mm -hmm. like it's honestly it's like the Pixar effect like with Cars 2 for instance everybody you know having seen Up and having seen WALL-E and you know any slew of awesome Pixar movies when Cars 2 came out because every previous Pixar film had been up to such as high quality people just like shat on cars too and i haven't seen it but um it's exactly that um and that's not to say that the game shouldn't have had boss fights i would have hoped to you know you reference well, metal did, they gear they wouldn't
0: necessarily have to be boss fights they could have been just could have just been encounters like encounters. i thought honestly boss the conversations the
2: moment you have with zeke at the beginning of the game might have been what you had with everyone else right. and that would have been really exciting
0: well, and I love but, once you you know once you unlock the social elements and once you uh, get the right. pheromones and stuff, I would love and you to have, have talked to those people. Like to me, those are boss fights. Like right. a boss fight versus David Seraph. You know, no one dies in that encounter. Uh, I'm I'm talking about you know kind of early in the, at the, the in the game yeah. at the end of Detroit. Like I don't think like it's too you much of a you have a conversation with him that you, you can win or lose. Yeah, you can win or lose that conversation, and there is a definite change in outcomes depending on how you you approach right. it, but. To me, that is much more interesting than just like shoot this guy until he runs out of hit points. And even
2: just like a mix of combat and conversation. Even like there have been other RPGs that have managed to pull that off reasonably. Yeah, okay. I mean even
0: something like like Final Fantasy X, the final battle. Since that was the main character's dad, like you could spend a turn talking to him, and that would change kind of how the flow of the right. battle went.
2: I and I I mean Which I just wonder not if not a great example. But. I wonder if they ran out of time. Honestly, it <laughs> it feels kind of like they ran out of time. But uh, it feels very different than the rest. So, yeah. Uh, Speaking so, of running out of time, yeah. On that note, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to Podcast Unlocked. Uh, for Ryan Clements, I am Arthur Geese. <laughs> I am Casey uh, Lynch,
0: and I'm still Jeremy Parrish.
1: Uh, you can uh, contact us at unlocked at IGN.com and. Yeah. And as you're playing through Deus Ex, definitely send us notes uh, if you want to discuss anything else, uh, questions, things send that pop up to uh, you. Send
0: us videos or animated GIFs of yourself being the biggest dick possible to everyone around you. Be the those honey badger. Always, In the game. In Deus Ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In Deus Ex. Those are always hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week.
1: right before I told you right before I moved here um I went on a bender with a bunch of my friends cuz I'm just not going to see them in anytime soon No 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 it was Well it, well that didn't help so that was that was the epic mealtime bender